Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Aeor Scramble, the podcast where we follow the dopamine. I'm sorry that I missed last week, I, I know I didn't put out an episode, I didn't have one pre-recorded, and I was away at a convention. I wasn't there as an attendee either, I was there as a dealer, vendor, artist, I don't know what it should be called, um, <laughs> but it was an experience, and I figured I'd tell you guys the story. So what happened was I had a friend, well, have a friend, who goes to conventions all the time. She normally does what's called the dealer room, where you bring in products, whether they're yours or not, whether they're trinkets, their uh, models, their pictures, whatever it may be, you bring it in and you sell it at whatever price you want to, and then but you normally pay a fee to have that table and then you have one free ticket to the convention and that person is there to help you. But this time we were a little too late to get the dealer room. They were already filled up by the time we decided that we were going to try and do it. So we went for the artist alley. Sometimes at the artist alley, you have to pay a fee as well, but it's normally lower. And this time, the Artist Alley table was free, but you got no free tickets. There were a lot of restrictions on what you could and couldn't do with your space. You could only have fixtures or anything up high from the table that was like 15 inches. And you only got like maybe a two to three foot space to put all your product out. And it was, it was very restrictive. But... She invited me to come along with her because, well, she doesn't drive. <laughs> she does not drive, and her husband would not have been interested in the type of convention it was. It was a furry convention. I love furries. I love fursuits. They're so pretty. They're so squishy and huggable and lovable. And so does she. But her husband isn't really into that thing, so he would have just been sitting around bored and he would have been, I don't know, I don't think he would have been ridiculing or making fun of anybody or anything, but he would not have enjoyed it as much as me. That's why she invited me, and I can drive. Sadly, my car is not the greatest, and it was three and a half hours away, so we had to drive their car anyway. I left my car for her husband. It's okay. It's okay to drive in town. Just don't take it out of town, please. <laughs> uh, I think he drove it like one or two places, and it worked out fine for him. But I drove their car with our two totes of products. We had all of my crocheted, hand-crocheted shawls. I made some crocheted, uh, apparently in the convention scene, Worm on a string is very popular. If you know, you know. 
So I made some crocheted versions that are they're I I think they're actually really cute. And the cats love them. And they make a really good bookmark because the string that's in the and the tail of the yarn is coming out of the mouth of the worm. And the the worm has little googly eyes on it and so the little tail can slip right into a book and it's a great little bookmark. I love it. Um Sadly, those didn't... Uh, anyway. Uh, but I made those, and then I, I have these small cubes of wood that I... A friend of mine showed me hers that was... They're called rune stones. Instead of being stones, though, that normally have one rune on them, they're rune dice, where there's one rune on each side of the dice. And instead of just picking at random, you toss them. Just like you would toss the bones in, in some of the old books and stories. So I used hers as a uh, a reference point. So I made sure I had all of the runes and such. And I hand engraved them. And I used some ink uh, inking on the lines. And my friend ended up having a bunch of little bags that were decorative bags that she let me use to give away with the dice um but those are my products i brought 13 shawls with me i think 26 of the worms and 16 of the uh dice what i sold at this three-day convention i sold 10 shawls i sold four of the worms and i sold six of the dice sets so I think I have 20-something worms left, 10 dice sets, and I have three shawls left. I also brought some uh, 3D printed stuff that I had made, that I had printed out, and that were very, that are really, really good for uh, painting and making some really cute and neat stuff out of. And I sold like three sets of those, uh, people making earrings. But I walked away with a $559 profit and my friend only took, I think, $59 out of, for like taxes and my share of the tickets and hotel, which is not my full share of any of that. The ticket alone was like 60 bucks and the hotel was, I think, 300 something. But it was, yeah, she could have taken a lot more from me and she, she, she did me a favor knowing that I am currently unemployed. She did me a favor and let me keep the majority of my, my, uh, I don't want to say income. What is the word for it? Profit. That word. <laughs> so that was the, that's where I was all last weekend. And we left on Thursday, which was the deadline to make up my uh, podcast. And I was busy trying to set everything up and I got really, really busy and really stressed out and in my own head. So I didn't really have the time or the mental spoons to make a podcast. I'm sorry if anybody was waiting for it. I doubt it, <laughs> but I'm making one now and you get a fun story about what happened at the convention and what I've, how I've done with conventions in the past. Now I've been to conventions before. I was an attendee 
at a couple here in Ohio that are mostly anime focused anime and a little bit of sci-fi and such and those were really fun go just going as an attendee and i always got a hotel except for i think two of them and those two were not very fun because we went it was not my normal scene and the others the the one was definitely not my scene because it was a summer convention and a lot of the people who were in costume and cosplay were in summer beach bathing suit versions. And that's just not my scene as an asexual. I didn't really care to see tits hanging out everywhere. Uh, but it was, they were fun, but I didn't have as much fun as I did at my normal convention that I used to go to. And at that one, we would always get a, hotel and we would always go back and forth from the hotel to the convention center so we could take breaks and be away from people because social anxiety is a witch and at the other ones when we didn't have a hotel room or something to disappear to other than the car it was it's not that it wasn't as fun it's just that there was no outlet to get away from people i guess is what i should say not to mention the the summer one, I wasn't in a true costume. I was in just, I, I was, I went as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I had the basic green shirt, the khaki pants. My hair was way too long to be his normal hair, so I had it up in a hat, and I was carrying around a dog collar that had a handmade Scooby-Doo dog tag on it. And it was... It was not really recognizable, so I didn't really have as much fun. Uh, the other one that I went to, I had some wardrobe malfunctions. I had made my own costume, and it wasn't fitting right. The over-the-shoulder cape kept sliding and moving, and it I didn't have it. I didn't work out all the kinks before we went, and it was not that great. But I had fun. But that's... I'm normal. I'm used to going to conventions as a just an attendee, and I always went in cosplay or costume. But this one, I just went as me. I mean, it was a furry convention, so I couldn't. I didn't really have a fursuit, <laughs> and I didn't want to show up in an anime costume, especially if I was going to be sitting behind a booth all day, because that would get really hot and aggravating. And my one cosplay has a giant staff and carrying around a giant staff would have been annoying at a vendor booth well a artist alley booth so i decided to just wear a pair of ears that i already had and a tail the one day and the next day i wore my partner the partner at the convention i wore they had some uh clip-in cat ears i wore those the other two days um this was my first time as a vendor, and it's a very different experience. I have worked factory jobs for the first, for the last 15 years of my life. So I haven't been able to stretch my customer service legs for a while, and getting to stretch them last weekend was amazing. 
my friend wanted me to go and explore the convention and go to this panel, that panel, go check out the dealer's room, the rest of the dealer's room, and check out the other artists. And I couldn't do it because I was having so much fun sitting and talking to customers and seeing everybody walk by. And I'm not going to lie, that did take a lot of my mental spoons because I had to put on the customer service face again and I haven't had to do that in a while. It was fun, don't get me wrong, but it was it was very different from my normal day-to-day stuff here lately. And that did take a lot out of me. Like when we got back Monday, I did nothing. I well, I won't say I did nothing. I'll get to that here in a minute. So there's differences between being a dealer and being an artist. Being a dealer, you have to pay for your booth 100% every time, and that takes away from your profits. But you can normally, you normally have a giant space where you can set up multiple tables and risers and cubes and stands that go up really high. Most of the dealers that I walked past when I actually did walk through the dealer's room, their fixtures and their setup was taller than me and I am over six foot tall. So you have a lot of space and you can put in stuff that's not handmade. Like you can resell figures or merchandise from anime or anything. You know what I mean? But being an artist, at least I feel there's an unspoken rule of everything is made either by you or designed by you in some way. So most of it is stickers or prints of art that you've done or shirts that have your art on them or stickers or pins or buttons or whatever that has your art on it. And I had my crocheted items. My friend had a bunch of, uh, buttons and stickers and worm on a string they had a bunch of the worm on a strings and they had made plushies of worm on a string and they had a lot of really nice product which leads me into merchandising the first day we we actually lucked out because that three by two foot space that we were supposed to have some people didn't show up Either they didn't show up or they didn't bring their sales tax uh, license with them, which my partner had the sales tax, so we were fine. But other people didn't bring theirs, so we were able to spread out and have six foot instead of the three. So we were able to have a lot more space than most people did, and we didn't have to scrunch all of our product into one small little space. But... We did make some mistakes. Um, We had a tablecloth underneath all of the products, but our merchandising wasn't very great because my shawls, we put them hanging off of the front of the table underneath some of her product. So it kind of looked like they were decoration and that they weren't for sale, I guess. Nobody stopped and asked about them. I pointed it out to people and they were just, huh? They were confused. And I think I sold that first day, I sold a worm or a set of dice, maybe two. And that's all that was sold out of my product. 
her product, we sold like $500 worth. Oh, well, total, we sold like $500 worth. But then the second day, we got nice and lucky. And even more people didn't show up <laughs> or didn't have their license. And Saturday was the busiest day. So we actually ended up taking two full tables, so 12 foot of space. <laughs> if one of the staff would have noticed and said something, we probably would have gotten in trouble. But other vendors were back there using full tables instead of just the one small half table that they were supposed to use. But we, since we had two full tables, we were able to put my shawls on a table of their own and have them laid out to where you could see them better, you could touch them better. They didn't look more as much like decor. So I ended up selling four or five that first, that second day, and I sold a couple more of the runes and a couple more of the worms. But that was a much more successful day. And it felt amazing to have people actually purchase my product and it was, it was so fun to see people pick up my product, my shawls, and say, Ooh, this is really nice, I like this, and not bat an eye about paying $50 for something, for a wearable, which is, it, that's all a shawl is. It goes over your shoulders and keeps you warm. Or you can put it over top of your head and have it as a head covering. Or, anyway, it's a wearable, and somebody's paying $50 for it. I, I mean, I got told that I could have charged a lot more, but I didn't feel, I wasn't sure if I would have the audience. Which brings me to the next couple of points in my, what I, that I wanna talk about. You gotta know your audience for things like this, for selling product and such. And I thought that I made a bunch of pride uh, shelves I made shawls that were uh, a transsexual flag shawl that had the stripes of the trans flag. I had a, one that was the stripes of the ace flag. I had two of those. And I had two that were rainbow themed. And then I had one that was striped like Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> Pink, brown, and cream. <laughs> and though surprisingly... I, I figured because it was Pride Month and a lot of furries are somewhere on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, most of them are. I mean, a lot of the stickers and buttons that my friend had were Pride flag related. So I figured that, okay, this is a strange convention or a strange thing to bring shawls and crocheted items to. Most of the people that are looking in the artist alley are looking for artists like art, drawn art or digital art or things like that, not a crocheted shawl. So that's why I made sure to bring a handful of shawls that were pride themed. And I figured those would sell. And that's why I brought the worms because I figured my friend told me that worm on a string is a big thing in the convention scene. So maybe those would sell which they kind of did, but I was surprised that my first, okay, my first one was one of the rainbow ones, but then it took a while after that one to sell the rest of the pride ones. I didn't come home with any pride ones left, but 
surprisingly, those were some of the last ones to sell, were my Pride ones. And it was very, very surprising because I figured those would be the ones that I was sitting there with the whole time. I figured the Pride ones would go real quick, but they didn't. And okay. (laughs) So midway through the second day, I guess, is when some of the con goers, the attendees, would look at my shawls and they'd say, okay, I don't see a color scheme that I would like. Do you have, do you take commissions? And I said, well, I could, yeah, I could easily do that. And they asked, okay, how do I get a hold of you? And I said, um, I don't have any social media outside of my own personal social media. And I don't really touch that. And I don't, it it felt wrong to send someone to a personal social media for a business type thing. I mean, I would have to give them my full name. And then it would be a potluck if they would actually be able a pot shot if they would actually find me. But my friend that brought me with them had a little piece of paper taped to the front of the booth that said her social media. So I, I hope this was okay. And if it wasn't, darling, please tell me. I am so sorry. But um, I would tell attendees, like, okay, I don't have any, but if you go and you... Uh, get a hold of her, her social media is right here. If you get a hold of her and mention crochet, she will get you a hold of me. And I got that mentioned several times. And I thought, I sat there and I'm like, well, I didn't think that I would get much attention, let alone people asking for commissions. So I didn't think about that. So now, now that I'm home, I have, decided that I kind of want to do some shows on my own. I want to go to some farmer's markets around here because we have a couple of those. I want to go to some craft shows around here because we have a couple of those, especially over in the flea market. We have a couple flea markets every couple of weeks, maybe twice a month. And maybe if I get a table there and I have some products, I can sell some of my other stuff. I can sell the rest of these shawls, which I have three left. I was hoping one of them wouldn't sell because I would have kept it for myself. But it sold, and I'm happy about that. But, so, when I came home from the convention, I talked to my boyfriend, and he supported the idea. So, I went online, and I made a, well, I already had a Facebook page for some of my crafted products, some of my crafted stuff. But I wasn't really, I was trying to do a full-time job at the same time as trying to do that, and it did not work out very well. So I ended up, it ended up going default, and it didn't, it it wasn't published anymore. So I went in, I deleted all the posts, I deleted all the old pictures, and I completely rebranded it. I came up with a new name. The old name was hard to do and it was hard to say in a sentence and it was it would have been strange to have on a a a business card or something like that so i changed it and i am now the proud owner of the well what is it sole proprietorship business named aor arts so if you go on facebook you will be able to find me and my products through there 
And I am also on Instagram, which I have never had an Instagram before. This is the first time I've done it. It's starting to rain. So if you hear anything in the background, that's rain hitting my window. <laughs> um, but this is the first time that I've ever touched Instagram. I've never really used it before. And I am hoping that it works out all right. <laughs> but I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook page. I ordered a square I set myself up on Square. I gave myself a proper email for just for this, aorarts at gmail.com. And it is, I, I set up a Square account. And the first, whoop, sorry about that. I had an alarm set for something. Um, but when you set up an account for Square, you get your first card reader for free. It's just the mag strip, so you, you can't do tap pay or chip, but most cards, even that have that specialize in chips, still have a mag strip, and that's all we used all, all weekend. If I actually start going to more conventions or more uh, events and selling a decent amount, maybe I'll upgrade to one of the chip slash tap pays, but the mag strip is free for your first one, and it's in the mail already. So... The future is I'm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to sell like a lot of big ticket items like these, like the shawls. I don't think I'm gonna be able to sell those at like farmers markets or what whatnot around here at least. At least not during the summer. So I have started making scrunchies, <laughs> and I have I have a list. I have a list of what I might try to make that would sell more around here that would be smaller items. So here's what I've got going on. I've got scrunchies. I've already made a couple of those and I'm gonna make some headbands. I might give hats another try with some thinner yarn so that I can make a little summertime slouch beanie. Um, key fob, keychain, like a little strap, like a hand strap for keys that's uh, hooked to a keychain. I've made a couple bags in the past. I might make some more. Uh, I might try to make a couple cardigans, but that's just for me. Uh, coaster sets, where, like, drink coasters, so you put it down so that it doesn't mess with your table and stuff like that. So I might make a couple of those. I have seen this really cute pattern where you crochet a little cauldron, and then your coasters you crochet in, like, a bright neon green or a bright pink or something, and when you're not using them, you stuff them all of the coasters in the cauldron, so it looks like it's a bubbling cauldron. It's so cute. Um, I might do some crocheted flowers. I've seen quite a few tulips and roses that people have made, and I might try to do that. Um, cup cozies, like, uh, you know, the sleeves that they put around coffee cups in, like, Starbucks and stuff, that, because it's a hot coffee, I might crochet a couple of those because those might sell um a leaf garland which is just a long string of chains and then you crochet a leaf on it and then you go on and you crochet another leaf and you go on and you crochet another leaf i've seen a couple of those that are kind of cute that might sell i might make one or two of those and then my biggest one that i'm gonna try is that i think will sell the most of is dish towels and pot holders. I just have to make sure I get cotton because I can't use synthetic or uh, acrylic. I can't use acrylic yarn for that. 
because acrylic will melt. If you try to take a hot pan out of the oven with an acrylic oven pan, oven mitt, it will melt straight through and it'll melt to your hand. So you can't do that. If anybody here is listening in layer crocheter and you want to make pot holders or dish towels, if they if it needs to resist heat, do not use acrylic because it will melt. And a cotton, yes, you're not supposed to wash them normally, but you can wash it in a machine with cold water. So I should be fine with that. So that's what I've got going right now. I haven't, I went out and used some of my profits to purchase some yarn and I'm going to make a couple of shawls. I got some mandala, I think, oh, mandala baby, mandala ombre, and the mandala sparkle that I'm going to use to make a couple shawls. Uh, my friend, that same friend that took me to the convention, gave me a bunch of the yarn that she had, that she's had for, I think she said decades. <laughs> One of them is a very sparkly yarn, and that's what I've used to make a couple of scrunchies. And there's a couple of those, actually. There's, a, there's three things of the sparkly yarn, so I can make quite a few of scrunchies with that. I've already made three, and I've barely dented the one that I've started. Um, but it should... What I, my plan is to make the local school's colors and maybe some uh, Ohio State colors and Michigan colors in scrunchies and maybe the, what was it, what else was there? The scrunchies and the cup cozies and the dish towels and things like that. And I can make some school colored ones and those might sell, especially for the, te uh, for the cheerleaders and stuff like that, for the uh, pot holders, not pot holders, the scrunchies. So that's my plan right now, and that's what I've got going on. If you think of anything that would possibly sell for me, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> if you think of something in a small, I don't want to call this a hick town, but a small country-ish town that's kind of a conservative town, if you think of something that might sell in a town like mine, BFE in the middle of Ohio, not in a very conservative area. If you think of something that might sell at a craft, not craft store, but a, a craft show or a uh, farmer's market or something like that, let me know and maybe I'll try it out. Well, I guess that's all I have to talk about for today. It was, it was a lot of information. It was a lot of, uh, <laughs> hey, this, hey, that. So if I hope you're if you made it to the end of the show, thank you and I love you. I love you all. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.